You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. What I found out when I started the first several chapters and my um, intention was so strong to hold and, and transmit just love and compassion to whoever yeah. was listening because yeah. if I have someone who is where I was um, on the emotional gurney, as I say, I wanted them to feel the possibility that this was okay, that, that, that they were going to be able to do this and it's possible for them if they just have a little tiny bit of willingness. And um, so at the end of these recording sessions, I was a puddle <laughs> and I was exhausted. Um, and I thought, gosh, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I mean, who, who would have thought that reading your own book was going to be so hard? Um, but thank you for saying that because um, I was just um, so concerned that I wasn't delivering in the way that I had intended. So, well, you de delivered and, and, and folks, uh, uh, was talking with Susie DeVille and, um, here's the thing when Susie and I talk, we're not quite sure whether recording or we just record, we just, we just go ahead because <laughs> we're just, we're just talking. You listen to something rather than nothing podcast. And I'm super excited because, um, uh, we've had Susie on on the show before, and um, I, I think uh, what what I'm really excited about is that Susie's got a new book uh, called Buoyant. And um, to give you a sense, listeners, um, it came out yesterday, and uh, I got the audio book, um, which was instantly delivered through uh, Audible. And um, and and listening to Susie's uh, new book, now I'm familiar with her work. Uh, but what an what an incredible book! And, and Susie was just talking about, uh, you know, recording um, <laughs> the the audio book. Uh, I just want to say first off before we launch with with Susie, um, uh, just a wonderful uh, audio book, a great way to connect with what Susie uh, is 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 talking about. And one of the pieces I'll tell you right now, listeners and Susie, I was using, I was listening to the book Buoyant. And uh, there's activities in there. And everybody who listens, you know, when you have activities or if you listen on an audiobook, like, oh, how the heck do I have to do something? I'm doing this or that. But one of the things was really cool was there was an activity that Susie was talking about. And I was at work and I was at the desk. And I had uh, 15 minutes prior to uh, a meeting that I had. And Susie said on the audiobook, all right, here's the next activity. And it was, it was about sketching and you'll need about 15 minutes. And I said, damn, I have no excuse <laughs> to not do Susie's activity because my meeting's in 15 minutes. I'm listening. She's talking me and telling me how to do it. And so, and so I did it. anyways. So Good for the activity, you. yeah, the activity was super accessible, but, uh, let's, let's, let's let you talk, Susie. Uh, you got a new, you got the new book buoyant. We had talked about it when you're on the podcast last time. It's an important book. I'm enjoying it, but that's me. That's me. What's it like getting this book out? What's, what's, what's it feeling right now? And, uh, what's, what's going on and promoting it? 
Well, thank you so much for having me back on. Talking with you is just such a hoot and um, it's fun and it's a great brain stretching exercise at the same time. (laughs) And I described the way the book being out feels this morning like this, riding a bike on Christmas morning Um, because you have all these fantasies when you're writing the book when you're on the other side of the production and you're not quite sure how the marketing is going to go, but you let yourself dream (laughs) that it's going to get out there eventually and that people are going to respond to it. And then of course, leading up to the launch, the imposter syndrome descends like a curtain (laughs) and you start worrying, no one's going to like it. No one's going to read it um, or listen to it. And so um, when it launched yesterday and it was just this immediate response from people and I was just completely elated and relieved, um, but just felt so much pride and love for all of the people who really surrounded me in community yesterday, cheering me on, sharing the message, putting things on social media. And you're in that category as well, Ken. Um, So thank you. Um, So it just means everything when you have this tender little fledgling thing that you're putting out into the world and you're hoping that it is uh, received well and that it has, uh, that it garners traction. So to have those people in your life who are so incredibly generous with their talents and their time and their hearts means the world. So um, I'm so grateful. Well, and, and, and on that, not to jump in there, Susie, but I, you know, a lot of people have been waiting for the book. And I think some of the big ideas that you have, you know, in that book, people have known about them. So I understand from the individual authorship, you're like, oh, geez, I mean, I'd feel the same way. Does anybody read this damn thing? I've been talking about it for a while. <laughs> the launch date's now. Labor Day was yesterday. Everybody's too busy. Everybody's releasing new podcasts and shows and music. How the heck do I get in there? But no, it's 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 noticed. And, and, and um, you know, I think it's something to build on because it's it's the it's the ideas that 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 you have in there and um i know i i'm i think i might have cut cut you off there susie but um if 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 the the what one of the things i was just uh just just wondering about is um the response to to the ideas uh to to the to the general idea that uh, we talk about things of uh, stagnation. We talk about uh, anxiety overriding our, our personality or stress. And we think we're doing the right things. We, th- we think we're performing the right way. And I think a huge key in your book is an eye towards uh, healthfulness, uh, things like meditation, uh, movement, just sound principles to get to a different place where you're breathing and acting in accordance to yourself. That sounds like a big, big idea, but it is a move towards, towards health. It feels like, Mm -hmm. um, uh, to me. So, so, um, the big ideas in there, Susie, uh, some of the things you're trying to express and moving towards healthfulness, uh, 
What about those? Yes. So, you know, the prevalent advice to entrepreneurs and creators of all stripes is that if we're going to reach the success that we crave so much, that we're going to have to work more, we're going to have to find greater productivity, we're going to have to um, instill more discipline, buckle down, burn the boats, we can sleep when we're dead, all those um, mythological um, adages that are thrown at us constantly. And my book is the complete opposite of that advice. Um, And the reason is that when we are in a state of burnout and overwhelm and being stuck, we are riddled with self-doubt. And in that physiological state, the focus of our attention narrows like an animal that's under attack. This literally focuses us just directly in front of us. And we lose that broader perspective, that greater awareness. Our IQ decreases. The anxiety goes up. And also, we lose this fantastic access to the executive prefrontal cortex, which serves as the traffic cop for the amygdala part of our brain, which is putting us into this fight or flight stance. So in that energetic state and emotional state, we are feeling as if we have to just do more and the only path out of this icky feeling that we have is, is to try to overachieve and run from the sense that we're not good enough or that we don't have what it takes. And that just puts us further and further away from the ability to access the magic of what is uniquely ours, which is our intuition, our ideas, and our Um, imagination. So my prescription (laughs) is to begin with the concept that everything stems from inspired action. And when I say inspiration, I don't mean the light bulb over the head, epiphany. I, I mean the breathing in of beauty, art, nature, doing what we love, doing what brings us alive letting that fill the reservoirs of our soul and repair us, that is enough to get us to the next step, which is, in in my book, what I talk about are the five M's. And you mentioned two of them. One is morning pages, um, a la Julia Cameron, which are three pages of journaling every day. Meditation movement, moments of inspired learning, and the last is making something. And I had a woman a couple of days ago approach me and say, Susie, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so frightened. I can see this um, uncertainty in the economy and my brain is shutting down. And I love what you're talking about in this book. I've been watching you know, you be interviewed, and I have seen some snippets of, of the content online, but I'm afraid I can't do this. 
I'm afraid that I don't have what it takes. And I'm, I'm really frightened. And I told her, I said, I wrote the book for you. I mean, you're exactly who I wrote the book yeah. for. You're the earlier version of me. You're where I was in 2008. And so I said, let's just break it down. If you can do the inspiration piece and just one of the M's, start with morning pages. Yeah, yeah. And, and let that be enough to get you going. Yeah, I um in, in hearing that, um and I on the M's, uh I, I was I was recently listening to that section in, in, in the book and, and for me, you know, I'm a I'm a paid or paid critic. I'm a trained critic. Like look, I studied philosophy in college, right? Everything that appears in words or you know, there's a critical element to do. Is, is this is this true? Is 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 this useful? And then in my work uh, working for a labor union, my goodness, talk about oppositional and <laughs> this is wrong and that rule wasn't followed, right? So habituation, you know, around that. But with the, uh, I just want to talk about the, the the M's and just as far as like an individual talking about what I, what I heard. Um, I'm going to be starting the morning pages because when I've heard about them, there's been a block of me doing those. But I honestly telling you, Susie, I believe morning pages are the number one fundamental thing for me to do to get rid of the trash in my head yes um so that's where i am with that i've been meditating uh for a long time always anybody who's meditating wants to do it more have more time for it um uh with the meditation movement when the pandemic started for movement i started walking deliberately each day so i went from intermittent whatever i happened to walk to 10 to 12,000 steps a day wow. and, and with, yeah, with, with movement and that uh, helped me uh, survive and live through the pandemic um, by, by, you know, uh, adding, adding movement. And uh, what was the part about the inspiration? It was, uh, and I know making something is making some, Hey, there's something rather than nothing exactly. uh, podcast make stuff. Yes. Um, but the, um, the, the inspired part, could you to cover that point? Sure. Again? Um, that's moments of inspired learning. And yeah. when people first hear me talk about it, they're like, Oh my gosh, I don't have, I don't have any more time to cram in. <laughs> more things to do. And so I just want to be clear, you can read an inspirational quote out of a book. Yeah. Um, you can search on YouTube for your favorite poet and, and let, let them read to you aloud, um, which is one of my favorite things. Um, so it doesn't have to be time laden or complicated um, or distracting. It can just be like a little morsel of fresh perspective and a little, um, little blanket of, of a soul, uh, medicine before you start your day. I love that. And, you know, the thing is, uh, folks who have gone through some trials end up developing the habit. I'm thinking of, uh, I'm, uh, 13 years sober from alcohol on, uh, September 9th. My sobriety date is nine, nine, nine. Won't give up that sobriety date. Yeah, it's pretty mystical. But um, so, you know, I'm thinking about folks, uh, you know, alcoholics in the, in the meetings and, and struggling. They got the we got our book, right? Mm -hmm. Like you read it, you read it that you read you read one quote from Johnny Schwick in Ohio who 
this is how he stayed sober. And you read it. And you're like, shit, that's what I needed today. Boom. I mean, there's something inspired. Somebody said something that there's a, a poetic thing. Or, or So I think in accentuating your point, make it easy. There's there's beauty, a paint. There's beauty all around. Just grab a piece of beauty and look at it. Right. Yes. Or listen. It's <laughs> yeah. so true. I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, with regard to the inspirational quote that you that you were referencing, um, I believe that it's not only the content of the quote that we're that we're reading that makes us change our energetic state, but it's also this almost mystical connection that that quote came to you in that moment is just a beautiful evidence of grace. I mean, to me, yeah. that makes you feel like uh, there's there's this, I'm being held um, and guided in a benevolent universe. And that can change your perception that can get you just five yards down the field in in the right direction. Um, And with regard to seeing beauty, we are able to access beauty, you don't have to live Um, It certainly helps if you live in a place that's beautiful, but you can find beauty on the top of your desk. Um, It's if we shift our perception and we, we look for what may be considered unexpected beauty, we can find surprising evidence of incredible design or shadows or the way that um, the light on your desk has been, um, constructed, whatever you can, you can find amazement and wonder if you just go searching for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're talking with Susie DeVille and, uh, a nice time to, to chat with Susie, her, her new book, Buoyant, uh, available all major outlets and, uh, via audio book, uh, really, really good book. And, and listeners, I want to tell you like personally, um, you know, I think nowadays a, a lot of folks are looking for, you know, self-help and there's, it's a, it's like anything in human life. It's, it's all varied. It, it's some of it's super, some of it's good. And, and I know maybe a lot of us have heard recently through the pandemic about things like breathing, but these are some sound fundamentals. And I gotta, I told you this Susie, or at least hinted at it when I, I sent you an email, I think, you know, for me, look, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a union guy here in, 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 in Oregon. And, and, you know, I'm down with your ideas and, and the powerful ideas and we have that connection. But I think a lot of times people are like, I don't know, like what, the, what, the, what the heck There's this book and I'm supposed <laughs> to be buoyant. And I'm like, and politics are shit in this country and it's 110 degrees <laughs> and, you know, like there's yes. this, you know, there's this, it, people are struggling and, and you know, yes. there's this kind of yes. skepticism or something. And, um, yes. uh, what I want to say, what I want to say, and maybe, you know, you can, you can address that Susie around the, on the skepticism. What I want to say is that one of the p- pieces for me as uh, an American 50 year old male um, that I learned from my mom, even though she never said it out loud was that I have gotten my advice and, and, and help and I've taken risks and just grabbed and moved towards it. Um, and a lot of times it's feminine 
or, 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 or seen to be feminine from the outside. I'll give you an example. Um, there's a book called You Are the Medicine by Asia Frost. And um, the cover of the book is illustrated by Steph Littleberg. She's been on the show. And it's a, a beautiful book based on, uh, I don't want to say native wisdom, but, you know, native thinking and knowledge and also very feminine tied to the moons and what they mean. Now, when you go through this book, the activities are for everybody. And the overarching thing, you might think, moons, that's women, that's women. And one of the things I'm talking about, the influence of my mom, was I will move into these areas without the these preconceptions of how the ideas or who's saying these ideas and to be around them. That process has been really useful to me, but I think that's overcoming a skepticism or a gender identity or where do I get my uh, in, information from. I think maybe all of this uh, can lead to maybe a skepticism or reluctance to, to listen to you, <laughs> Susie. Yeah. Um, but but what, what do you what do you what do you think about that? You encounter that or sure. how do you talk about that? Well, yeah. I understand that position. I, I because we're trained in our culture to to believe that the world is set up a certain way and that entrepreneurship and self-help may be these esoteric notions that seemingly don't apply to our lives. And so the way that I like to talk about entrepreneurship is not just the it's not just the world of people who are starting businesses and running businesses. It is a, a very empowering way to move through the world, and it's a very empowering mindset. So if you are um, a, a union guy or um, someone who has um, is, is employed within a corporation or the government or the non a nonprofit. These principles are so important for everybody because what it, what they do is bring agency back to your own life. They return you to a place of self trust, to a place of agility. And to a place of being able to persuade others to consider your vantage point, your opinion, what you're advocating for. And I know no other um, uh, human <laughs> who's doing um, important work as you are doing where those skill sets are not just vital to your everyday existence and to the work that you're doing. All of us, I believe, are seeking to have some kind of an impact in the world. And we have so many global and national and regional challenges that having an entrepreneurial mindset sets you up in such a powerful way to be successful. And if you um, lean away from the concept of self-help, um, which can tend to be steeped in this notion that we have these defects that we have to bleach out of ourselves <laughs> in order to yeah. have value. And that's absolutely not what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about embracing the stretching of ourselves, embracing learning and going on a playful adventure that's more about possibility and optimism than it is about running away from some version of ourselves that we don't think is good enough. It's a very different mindset, a very different energetic state. So if you approach things from a, well, let's just see, or let's experiment, or I wonder what's possible, then you open up to all kinds of new ideas. And that serves us in our personal lives and in our professional lives, whether we have a business or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've found, um, and, and, and just talking to you, Susie, about it, uh, like the general dynamic that you describe of um, the state you were in and that we can get in of, of, of burdened, of, of unhealthiness, of not being in accord with ourselves about not using our creative energy. That's a state that we could find any of us. And I felt myself at times deeply within it. Uh, recent, recently, there's been uh, things I push myself to as far as looking, f- not looking for more inspiration or viewing what I'm doing more in a more inspirational manner with people. And one of the one of the pieces I find, Susie, and I'm really interested in your thoughts on this. And um, I get it. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm I, I love the book, and I'm down, and I'm doing the work, and that's that's me. My work is connected with probably a lot of people that you work with to a lot of other people. Um, and I think one of the things that has happened for me through some difficult times in COVID was I have not been able to see myself, my work, which I think is fundamentally sound as far as worker empowerment, reflected in those who I influence because of the, the, the circumstances. And it's just... That was a dynamic where I would, you know, in, 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 inter, interpolate <laughs> that into myself and saying, I'm not seeing the opening in the, in the, in the breathing. And I was trying to do it uh, myself. Now, I've seen a t- tweak certain things and certain things have changed. And I see opening up around me in my work creatively and with work. So right around this point, I'm feeling components of what you're talking about. And by doing the work and getting towards that, it's almost like a near-term example of, you know, of, of, of doing that. What do you find uh, about the individual, right? And, it, you know, you're doing the work. And if you have trouble in going to the world, you know, and you're going to the world with this, how should we approach that when we're doing good work? And the example is I'm doing your stuff. I'm trying to reflect it. I'm trying to put that energy out there, taking myself. And now I'm 12 years into this, nothing's changing, you know, like that type of dynamic. So when you say nothing's changing, you're referring to the response in the marketplace. Yeah. It's like, it's, if you, I mean, I think fundamentally, I think we should, you know, be comfortable with our worth and what we're doing. But I could say even for myself, a lot of times we take 
the Althea as the results oriented that, all right, this is what I did. How come it's not being reflected back to gotcha, me on the outside? Gotcha. That dynamic. Yeah. Well, I think that that's something that all of us have a challenge with in in any field, whether we're an entrepreneur or um, working within a corporation or are employed elsewhere, there is this incredible human desire to be a part of an interconnected community that shares our value, shares our values and also embraces the gifts that we are putting out into the world. And so when that is not rapidly done and we do not receive evidence quickly, we can turn in on ourselves and we can believe that that's evidence that what we're doing is wrong. That's evidence that what we're about is not um, embraced and we can get very frustrated and we can feel very isolated as a result. And I can say that the path through that is simply to continue doing the work because it is like a snowball effect and people will continue to come to the circle of you and support you and respond to your work in greater and greater numbers, the more clear you are on what brings you alive and the more clear you are on what is you authentically and what is not you, the more clear your desired market can feel, see, and hear you because the competition is insane. The noise in the marketplace is incredibly high. So if we're watching what everybody else is doing and we somehow believe that we have to copy this or take on that advice or fold ourselves into a pretzel to, to appear in a certain way, we've lost that magnetic part of us. And so the magnetic part of us becomes supercharged when we are in alignment with who we truly are and we have gotten to the gut and of who we truly are and are working and living and creating from that place. So how do we do that? I firmly believe the inspiration piece and the five M's on a, on a daily basis, and you don't have to do all five things at the, at the same time, but when we are making and keeping daily promises to ourselves, we are showing up in the world in a very different energetic stance, and yeah. that is insanely attractive to the marketplace. And yeah. I would argue that nothing is sexier to the market than somebody who is creating and being their true selves. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a, we're afraid 
because we don't want to be judged. We're afraid to be too visible sometimes because we're always going back and forth between the imposter syndrome and I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. (laughs) And if we stay in small wins every day, the market is going to catch up to you. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no, thanks. Thanks, Susie. Susie, just dropping some straight up wisdom. Uh, thank you for sometimes just dropping straight up wisdom. All right. Uh, just 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 profound thoughts. I, I love it. It's very helpful. And I love to I love to hear you. You know, you carry us along with that. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. But now let's talk about like you got a book out. Let's talk about like the, like the the wild stuff that's going on like with the book and like events and that type of thing. Was there a trip to Paris that I read about? Yeah. So like what's <laughs> up with that? This ain't no regular old book, <laughs> Susie Deville. It's too late, folks, listeners. Uh, but <laughs> you could have like gone to Paris and stuff. Yes. So tell us what, what what's going on with the book, well, all the hoopla the, and everything. Let me tell you about why Paris is in the mix. Um, so- well, there's no question. Once you see Paris, there's no question why it's in the mix. Paris is Paris. Well, <laughs> go ahead. I was um, so I was a world traveler. Um, have been a world traveler since I was 16 years old. I was very blessed to have parents who were enamored with travel, and I was taken places. Um, and then when I um, moved up to Boston and started working in the publishing industry, I started traveling again. I traveled, I backpacked through Europe after I graduated from college. Um, I moved overseas and lived in London for a couple of years and traveled all over the world then. Um, Then when I moved back to Highlands and had a family, the international travel came to a screeching halt. (laughs) And um, in 2014, I started traveling again and I chose Paris as my first destination. And being in that city after... Uh, being in Europe after having not been for, for over t- two decades. And I realized, speaking of doing things that bring you alive, I had put the jumper cables back to my soul and I was just electric in that in, yeah. in city. And I was so having so much fun. So when I was thinking about a fun promotion for the book, I wanted to have a trip to Paris be a part of that bonus structure so that someone who maybe needs that same jump start to their soul would have the same opportunity. And so um, I included that as a, as a promotional item for the book and then drew the winner yesterday during the live stream. Yay. Yes. So she's losing her mind. She's so excited. (laughs) So happy, so happy for um, yeah, Paris. Yes, uh, I went to Paris once. I was like, you know, again, cynical mind. I'm like everybody said, Paris is the bomb. It can't be the bomb. I, I mean, it's not. It, I go to Paris once, and I'm like, oh my god, this city is love. Like, throw me into 
Musée d'Orsay, throw me into these art museums, stick me in the room with Monet's that are bigger than twice the size of me. Yeah. And I'll, I'll see you uh, in 2030. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's right. So that type of dynamic and uh, what, what else with the, you know, uh, talking, you talking to a bunch of people and promotion. What else? I'm going to be, um, traveling. I'm doing a, a conference in Bloomington, Indiana at the end of this month, uh, which is called the Be Golden event. I really recommend folks who are looking to re-energize. It's, it's really an opportunity to hit the reset button and just um, get a new perspective and be with a lot of very fun creators. And um, from there, I go to Boston to the NACI conference, and I'm, I'll be presenting there. So if anybody is going to be in Bloomington from, let's see, I get there on the 28th of September, I'll be there through the 1st, and then I'll be in Boston um, until the 8th of October. So um, I would love to meet up with folks if you're going to be in, in those places. And um, then I'm going to go to New York and do some book-related activities there, but I haven't gotten that itinerary quite nailed down yet. And um, I'm working on some really spectacular promotions, um, which I can't disclose just yet. But um, so there's some really fun things cooking. Get on uh, at the end of this, Susie will drop down some of the, you know, where, where to find her and everything. Get on the mailing list. A lot of great ideas, a lot of uh, activity. I read the damn Paris Post two hours afterwards, but I've been there. So I almost, I almost been like, I don't want to put in because there's going to be somebody who needs to get in there and get to Paris for the first time and have my first time at Paris later or your rediscover, you know, being there and being like, oh, damn. And I think for me, you know, I think there's no great secret in this. Uh, you might feel the same way, Susie. It's the art. It's mm-hmm. the uh, for me, it's, it's, it's these old streets. It's these um, just just beauty or celebration of beauty. Yes. Celebration of beauty or pointing out things like this is really cool and beautiful. Look at it. It's it's an entire it's the entire culture is devoted to beauty and design and the quality of one's life. Uh, there, I remember in um, uh, December when I was there a, a couple of years ago, and I was in a cafe in the Sixth uh, Arrondissement, which is one of my favorite parts of the city. And I was underneath one of those little strip heaters um, with, and they give you little blankies, you know, for out sitting outside uh-huh. and having escargot <laughs> and this fabulous meal. And I'm thinking, I mean. And, and so everything is designed for social enjoyment, um, incredible food, beautiful uh, displays in the windows, and um, joie de vivre. <laughs> so how yeah. can you not love it? <laughs> No, it's, 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 it's good. I'm really excited about that. And, uh, and folks, if you can catch Susie over there in Bloomington, Bloomington uh, Indiana, which... Uh, I don't know. I went through there once. It was a wild spot to me. Uh, Indiana is always fascinating place. And uh, Boston, near my old stomping grounds, uh, come Boston. You check out uh, Susie DeVille, man. Uh, this, this is great stuff. And uh, 
buoyant uh, with details with details coming along. Actually, Susie, why don't you why don't you tell the folks right now how to find you and how to find all the stuff just so we don't forget at sure. the end. Sure. Like, well, wait, wait, um, everybody's find find you. So the book is is called Buoyant: The Entrepreneur's Guide to Becoming Wildly Successful, Successful, Creative, and Free. And it's also for students, visionary leaders, creators, advocates of social change. So you can just take entrepreneur out and, and place one of those other words in the title and it and it the content works for just about everyone. And um, my website is Innovation Compass, or excuse me, Innovation and Creativity Institute.com. And if you want to find the book online, it's available at all the booksellers online as well as um, brick and mortar stores. So you can tuck into your favorite um, bookstore and um, get a copy there if you like. I got a, as I mentioned to you, as I'm listening to audio book, and I was just wondering if you could mention about the physical copy of the book. Um, is there some like around the activities and stuff like that? Are there prompts uh, like what? What's the just? The, I know it's a book, but what's yes. the general layout? Well, first of all, it's very pretty. <laughs> very pretty. Very pretty. And it has French flaps. Speaking of Paris. Oh goodness. So you have. I would have guessed. I need a I need a copy for the French flaps. Anyways, I mean, even though, come I mean, on! You could have sold me. You could have sold me French flaps, and I didn't even know exactly what they were. I'd be. Like, I'll buy some French flaps. I think I'm making a good call. But I'll show what you. Else? Um, the book has yeah. exercises that are noted by little sketch pad or journal um, icons yeah. and and pencils and pens, and yeah. then there are inspirational quotes in here, and also little sections every now and then called inspiration beacons that pop up. So um, it's beautifully designed. This was very intentionally done because I wanted the book to represent something that felt possible, accessible and fun I wanted inviting, very inviting yes, to the. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to, and, and actually, when you hold it in your hands, the cover has the, a sort of a coating on it that is such an, a yummy tactile experience. <laughs> Damn, we're uh, getting deep into this. I thought my I thought my question might have flopped. Tell me about the book, and you'd be like, "Hey, Ken, there's printed words inside." Oh, no, no, this and is quote, no, no. This you is are a tactile paper analog person. You will cuddle this book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing, lo- nothing better than uh, uh, book, book, geek, book geek love. Uh, we're down. Yeah. We're, 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 we're down with this. That, no, that's that's wonderful. I was interested because I was listening to it, you know, and uh, obviously very different experience. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I bet you Susie has this like physical copy, like set up, like just the right way as well. Yeah. Yes. It's so pretty. I love it. Yeah. Um, and uh, everybody, uh, that's that's uh, available. And, of course, like I mentioned on the audiobook, uh, Audible, and it was uh, a very nice price. Again, super, super accessible to – to get into the the, the learning um, uh, that 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 Susie has, so all right, so the book the book's out yesterday, uh, uh, folks. Um, you should check it out. One of the points I wanted to mention, Susie, and as you know, 
we we jump around a bit. I think you asked for the questions. I don't even know if I've asked them. I just get excited talking to you. So one of the things I, I was really, uh, I noticed as far as an inflection within the book was, and this part was, was really cool. Um, when I'm listening to it sometimes, I don't know if we're talking about uh, healing yourself, being creative, or the entrepreneur part. It's intermixed, and you have these creative activities. And I'm like, wait a second. I didn't know we we're talking about being creative. Like, if I stopped and thought about it, but there's this flow between it where it isn't so like, I'm doing this because of that, I'm doing this because of that, that you're, you're doing it and you flow into it. And that was a piece that was really noticeable to me because I think if you can look at books, that don't work or don't succeed, even though they're trying. It's like you have some description or something like that. Then you have this clunky activity that's like, it's like jarring. It's not immersed. And what I'm saying is when you're asking the listener to do and help themselves, it's an immersed experience that really delves into creativity. And me doing the podcast, that's the main thing I'm asking is like, what, you know, like what joy is creative creativity bringing it? Like, why do you do it all the time? So that beautiful source um, in there, you just flow right between um, folks being creative in, in your book. And uh, I thought that was very successful. Can you tell us how you approached um, the activities and how they were supposed to, you know, really support and get folks doing what they're supposed to be doing for themselves? Yes. Well, first of all, I have to say I am my tail is wagging with joy to hear you describe the exercise experience because that was precisely my intention. I okay. wanted to help introduce the world of creativity to the overwhelmed individual who may believe that that world is just not accessible to them that they don't have the membership, that when the art talent was being passed around by somebody's wands, that they didn't get tapped on the head. Yep. So in order to, to get around those very common, natural, um, normal human fears and feelings, I wanted to come in almost from the side of the stage <laughs> And just kind yep, of whisper yep. in your ear, yep. here's something that you should try and then back up and get out of the way. Um, because when we're in that fight or flight mode, a gentle suggestion, we more easily adopt something like that. We more easily will try. But if it feels like school <laughs> or it feels like something else that we didn't enjoy or didn't succeed in, we're going to just skip over it and it's not going to have the ability to transform us. So I wanted to help people just sort of start in the shallow end of the pool and, and build their courage and build their confidence little by little as the book progressed. Yeah, then 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 maybe 
towards the end or two weeks after, you got to have it. And once you have the good habit, yes. you're in, you're, you're, you're in, you're in once you have the good habit, cause it's the thing that you do. And it's, um, working on you 24 hours a day. It's changing yeah. you 24 hours a day. And that point that we were talking about earlier about your market, your market sits up and starts paying attention in yeah. a very, yeah, very new age. way. Yeah, you said, I don't know, it stuck in my head. You said you look sexy to the market. And I'm like, all right, let's get this <laughs> let's get the let's get this podcast going here. I I'm talking entrepreneurship and well well, maybe it's the waltzes in Paris and stuff like that. You know, it, it, um but no, there's a no seriously, Susie, there's 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 an energy to it. There's an energy to it. And I and I think, you know, we could talk about your book, but you're I, I think it's always, you know, like I'm an organizer, right? I'm an arts organizer and I'm a, like a union organizer. I see the people who embody and who inhabit what they're doing. There's an authenticity there, and there's such a huge draw around that. It's not like people aren't good or they're not worth it. They could be confused and suffering. But when you're, yes, the book, but yes, you saying, you know, shit, like there's a certain point I don't want to live with the heaviness, the the burden, the anxiety, the always needing to do another thing or putting massive amounts of energy where I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. And just being like, whoa, okay, like resetting that. And um, I think it's important not to, re to remove the personal because you you convey that and you communicate that from an organizing and the author standpoint. And there's such power in that. I think sometimes we hide from that, right? Artists or we're taught maybe to hide from that. And I think celebrating it and saying, you know, these are the things, these are the habits that I have. This is the outlook that I have. And here's how I'm connecting with what's really important to me. Sh be showy about it. Be showy about it because uh, I mean, we must think it's a good path. I think it's a good path. You think it is. And there's power to that. And I, that's the piece that I that, that I really find moving and it's really important in what you're doing. Well, I love all of what you just said, in particular that it is empowering and it is attractive and it is all about your energy. And I know... I know how woo-woo that sounds. I know as a former frustrated, overwhelmed, cynical human, <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, sure. how that sounds almost like some kind of mystical crazy talk. But Santa Claus, right? You know? <laughs> exactly. But it is um, available to us. The path out of the place where we are not living a joyful life and we don't feel good in our own skin and we feel a leadenness to our spirit um, and all we're craving is to feel this lightness of being and this ability to connect with work that we love and people that we love and impact the world and make a mark in a way that we know that at the end of our lives, we can look back and say, I made a contribution here and my life mattered. So in order for us to access that, we don't have to jump through a zillion hoops. That's the old lie that we have been taught our whole lives. 
In fact, doing less is the way forward. To feel what is true for us means sometimes we have to tune everything else out for a while and just be able to hear ourselves think and to be able to access our own intuition and our own uh, guidance system. That will power us through our days and our work in very unique ways because it's truly guided from our authentic essential selves. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think, I think that's, that's, um, as a creator, as an entrepreneur, as a human, that's, that's, that's based in just the right, you know, in, in, in the right direction. Um, yeah, I, uh, I have this thing from the host, as you know, Susie, sometimes like I'm listening to you. I'm like, okay, you're like, I'm just listening. Now, wait a second. I get a host, I get a host, this gosh darn thing. The other, the other host uh, problem, which I must address is that every time I talk to Susie, I think Susie and I can talk for about 10 hours. Uh, but, um, you know, I think, I think, um, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, Susie, um, and, and I remember when we talked last time, a uh, great conversation and, uh, and honestly feeling uh, changed and feeling the energy and the ideas, the excitement around the ideas. I believe, um, you know, we, we share that. And I remember that from last time, just like really enjoying the, the, the conversation, but, um, for the listeners, uh, obviously we've been talking about, uh, with Susie DeVille about, uh, Buoyant. Um, just a really uh, uh, wonderful and helpful book, uh, really pointed towards uh, our authentic selves. And as as creators, as humans, that that's a big thing. Uh, that's a big thing for us in kind of recalibrating and getting where you where you need to go. The activities are fun, and I'm not an activity guy. Like I'm so terrible, like at uh, at activities. That said. Um, I'm doing more and the habit, like we talked about Susie, you do it five days and then you're like, shit, that's what I do in the morning. Yep. Then that's what I do, uh, in, in, in the morning. So that, that changes, uh, uh, right there. Um, long winded way to say is we always have to end with Susie, unfortunately. Um, and, and, uh, just best wishes for the book. Listeners get to the book. Uh, Susie, um, in this moment right now with what's going on with the book and, and, and the energy and what you're doing, any, uh, any kind of final comments to take us out about, you know, what the world is right now and yes. what your book is doing, that type of thing? Well, I want to just let the person know who may be listening to this, who feels maybe alone and overwhelmed and stuck or filled with self-doubt, just to start with the first M. And that's the Morning Pages M, which is the brainchild of Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way. Just start with three pages, getting your thoughts out onto a piece of paper, and let that be enough. Let that be your, your starting point. And as you continue to, as you know, Ken just mentioned, build that habit, you can add in some other things, but just let that five minutes be yours and let that be the ignition for changing your entire life. 
So I wish you all the best. Um, and I hope that if you have questions on anything that's in the book or anything that we've talked about today, I'm going to give you my email address, which is Susie, S-U-S-I-E, at innovationcompass.com. And the website is innovationandcreativityinstitute.com. You can reach me either place, and um, I always offer to people a free 30-minute coaching session. It's not a sales pitch because I had a time in my life where I could not afford coaching. And so I very happily offer that to, to everyone who's listening. Dang. Thanks, Susie. Um, well, you might figure I say, Hey folks, take advantage, (laughs) (laughs) take advantage. Um, and, uh, again, uh, really, really appreciate you, Susie. And, and, and as you know, the episodes that I do, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're important. They're important. They're good ways to, and they don't have to be all like completely serious, but they're important about like ways, ways to live and ways to create. And I love the, the energy that you infuse in just creativity and then that, that, how that can help us, you know, push through our days. Sometimes they're just tough days. And if you got some of those habits, it gets you through the day. And some days I think maybe with those habits that you do, you produce a glorious thing, a glorious event or a a glorious moment or a glorious painting or goodness. Hey, a glorious podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, um, Thank you uh, so much, Susie. Um, best of luck with this book. Everybody jump in and, 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 and it's a good time for this type of energy in the world. Um, uh, Susie uh, DeVille's uh, buoyant. And uh, guess what? Um, I know for sure we'll be talking to Susie uh, in, the, in the near future. Thanks again, Susie. Thank you so much. It's been so delightful to be with you again, Ken. This is Something Rather Than Nothing 